0: From Hollywood, it's time now for Bob Bailey as... Johnny Dollar.
1: Ready with your party in Hartford, Connecticut, Mr. Dollar. Go ahead, please.
0: Hello, Mr. Barth. Yes? This is Johnny Dollar.
1: Johnny, what's up?
0: Now, listen carefully, Ed. I've just been shot. What? Oh, it's nothing serious. I'm backstage at the Elmar Theater in the Bronx. Johnny. I'm all right. Now, listen to me. I got a tip from old Mike Cairn, a convict, that a man named Joe Panny might have had something to do with the McCormick case a few years ago.
2: Yes, yeah, a jewelry case, $100,000.
0: Well, panny has been murdered. I didn't get a chance to learn anything from him, but I have learned that Panny's ex-wife is married to Julian McCormick.
2: You've uh, contacted our New York office?
0: I've been trying to get your man Frank Porter at his home, but no one answers. Yeah, it's
2: going to be pretty nasty for allied casualty if she plotted with this Joe Panny to rob McCormick.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to wait and let Frank Porter handle it?
2: No, no, no. You go ahead. If somebody's throwing bullets around, they'd better be stopped before. Oh, well.
0: By me rather than Frank Porter, huh? Okay. Tonight and every weekday night, Bob Bailey in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. To the Allied Casualty and Insurance Company Limited, Markham Building, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures incurred during my investigation of the McCormick matter. Mm-hmm. Item 11, 7 dollars half, one bottle of scotch, which I sent the stage doorman out to get while I was calling Ed Barth at Allied Insurance. Apparently, everybody in the neighborhood thought the exchange of shots between me and somebody in a long black coupe were backfires. It was the doorman who dragged me back in the theater.
3: Uh, you got yourself
2: a boy now, mister? Ah, no, it's just a graze.
3: Well, I sure don't get you. Call an insurance people or not police. Somebody fires a gun, don't you call the cops? Have another drink. That's the way it seems Hey, hey, where you going? You should see a doctor. Later.
0: I went back outside in the alley where the shooting had taken place. Ten minutes of looking around, and I dug a pair of 38 slugs out of a telephone post. Mm-hmm. Expense account, item 12, $4.35, cab fare, Elmar Theater to Long Island. It was 12 o'clock straight up when I got to the McCormick home. There were no lights burning, and apparently everyone had retired for the night. I checked the garage first. A 55 Cadillac convertible and a four-year-old Jag. No warm motors, no black coupes. I went to the house.
1: Oh, it's you. Hello,
2: Mrs.
0: McCormick. No, no,
1: please. Please don't come in here. My husband... Oh, please. I don't know who you are, but I remember meeting you at the hotel the other I'm day. I'm Johnny
0: Dollar, an insurance investigator.
1: Insurance? Oh, well, there must be some way we can fix this up. Talk to me tomorrow. I'll meet you somewhere. How can
0: you fix up murder?
1: Murder? What are you talking about? Joe
0: Panny's dead. Your ex-husband. He was shot with a 25. Just like the one you swung at me at the hotel.
3: Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: You want to tell me about that? All right, I'll tell you. Joe was your husband once. You helped him rob this house five years ago. He couldn't have done it alone. He wasn't that slick. He wasn't that good. He could steal a car, but a safe lock's different from ignition. Well?
1: Yes. Yes, I helped him do it. He made me. He promised me if I helped him, I'd never hear from him again. I opened the safe for him.
0: But you were down to see him at his hotel the other night. You searched his room.
1: Searched his room? Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about that. He called me, said he wanted money. I didn't know where he'd been for these last few years. Up the river. Oh, well, he wanted money. Only he wasn't there when I went there. And
0: I was. Yes. And the gun?
1: I went down there to kill him. But I didn't see him.
0: Not then. Later somewhere.
1: I haven't seen him at all, I tell you. Just talked to him on the phone. I, I don't suppose it'd make any difference if I told you I had a good reason... If I told you I loved my husband very much.
0: Not likely, in view of the fact you helped your ex-husband rob him of $100,000 worth of jewelry five years ago.
1: Oh, I can explain that. Joe came around when we got back from our honeymoon. It's an old story. My past isn't all it... Well, anyhow. Joe threatened to tell my husband about it, unless I gave him money. I didn't have any, so I opened the safe for him that night. It was all I could think to do.
0: Yeah. Then you split with him later on.
1: I told you, I haven't seen him. Why would I want to do that? I have everything I want in life right here. Mostly my husband.
0: Well, it's still a police matter, Mrs. McCormick. I spent a long time looking for you. Maybe
3: you'd better get your coat, Iris. Oh. You'll remain exactly where you are, Julian. And so will you, Mr. Dollar.
1: Julian, you heard what I said.
3: Don't worry about it, my dear, Mr. Dollar. I'm a gentleman, but this is a gun. I noticed a thirty-eight. I got a couple
0: of slugs in my pocket that came from it. Stand over there. Now, this is pretty silly. You can put that thing away and we can settle this the only way it can be settled. My wife has
3: told you the absolute truth, Mr. Dollar. She's innocent of any wrongdoing so far as I'm concerned. Is that clear? It's pretty glib, McCormick.
0: She's accessory to a $100,000 heist and she hasn't done anything wrong.
3: If she wanted to give them away... To an ex-husband. To anybody. That was her affair. I would not press charges.
0: Well, that takes care of you. How are you going to square it with Allied casualty in the state of New York?
3: And you also forget a little matter of a dead man. But I haven't forgotten you, Mr. Dollar.
1: Julian, please don't. I've caused enough trouble, please.
3: Calm yourself, my dear. This is the least I can do for you after what you've done for me. Just being my wife. Mr. Dollar, will you accept money?
0: Not enough for murder.
3: Fifty, uh, hundred thousand. I'd hate to kill you, Mr. Dollar.
0: You tried once tonight.
3: You've referred to that
0: before. But you weren't very good, and now you're even worse. You forgot to take the safety off that the gun. No
3: safety!
0: That. Oh, you killed him! You killed him! Ah, he's all right. Get out of the way and, <laughs> and let me see that gun. <laughs> I wasn't interested in either one of them for the moment. I was looking at the 38 i I'd taken from Julian McCormick. There was a smear of cosmoline still inside the barrel. I sniffed it, checked it, found all chambers loaded. It was a brand-new weapon, and it had never been fired. Mm-hmm. Expense account item 13, 5 dollars half cab fare again, this time from Long Island to an apartment in Queens. The man I wanted to see was Allied Casualties' man, Frank Porter. He lived in a very polite neighborhood.
3: Uh, that's apartment 203. But Mr. Porter is not in, sir. I'll wait for him. Yes, sir.
0: It's all right if I sit in your lobby, isn't it?
3: Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. But uh, I'd prefer that you waited somewhere else. He would. Well, this is a rather exclusive apartment building, sir, and we don't like people uh, loitering in the lobby. Well,
0: I'm on a pretty exclusive mission. But uh, you don't like the mud on my clothes and the tear on my coat, uh-huh. huh?
3: Are you a friend of Mr. Porter's?
0: Yeah. Good friend? He wouldn't mind if I waited in his apartment, if that's what you mean.
3: No, sir. Impossible.
0: But a couple of bucks can do wonders sometimes. It was quite a layout. Books, pictures, furniture and whatnots that make living at home pretty agreeable. I propped myself up on a stool at Frank's little bar, poured myself a drink and sat there waiting for him. I was like that a half an hour later when he showed up. He looked a little unsteady on his feet.
2: Oh, gee whiz, Johnny Dollar. Hi. You're the last person in the world I expect to see. I'm glad to light and let you in. I didn't think you'd mind. No, not at all. I tried to phone you earlier tonight. You were out. I'm sorry. Chief whiz, what's on your mind, Johnny.
0: I wanted to tell you I was shot at tonight. What? I wanted to tell you I found out who Mrs. McCormick is and was. Since you were on the case first for Allied, I thought I'd tell you first. Well, you wish. Say this is a nice setup. Full of nice things. Yeah. I've been in places like this before, Frank. They usually start at 300 or better a month. Good maid service, phone service. All those things cost money. A lot of money.
2: Don't they, Frank? Gee When did you tumble to it, Johnny?
0: A little while ago, when I was out on Long Island. Julian McCormick made me a proposition. He finally offered me $100,000. A lot of money. He sounded like he'd had experience making propositions. I should have tumbled to it a couple of days ago when you phoned the parole office after I left you. You used my name when you asked for Joe Panny's address.
2: Yes. Yeah. I wondered if your tip was on the right track. I didn't figure Joe Panty was eligible for parole so quick. I had to get to him before you did. He wasn't the kind to keep his mouth shut. You shut it for him, didn't you, Frank? Mind if I sit down, Johnny? Now, go ahead. They'll be strapping you down one of these days. (laughs) Gee whiz. No hundred and a half a week investigating claims by nice places like this. It was one of those lucky things, Johnny. When I was called to Long Island to investigate that heist five years ago, I met McCormick's wife. Happened to recognize her as Joe Panny's ex. And you knew McCormick was in love with his wife enough to pay you to keep quiet? I gave him service for his money. The cops would have broken that case in 24 hours, but I covered up all the tracks I could find. And I made it real safe by seeing Joe sent up the river. How? Just tipped off the cops to some of his hot car deals, and they picked him up. He happened to be carrying a gun, so he got to works. Then you just sat around drawing blackmail from McCormick. Gee whiz. Don't look at me like that, Johnny. Every guy has his price. How about you? <laughs>
0: That's the second offer I've had tonight.
2: It's a good one. Joe Panny was a dumb guy. He picked up that jewelry and went right downtown and plunked it in a safe deposit box. it has been sitting there all the time he was up the river. Still worth... Sorry, collecting. Frank. You sure? I'm sure. Chief Woods. Chief Woods, Johnny, you are a good dick. You don't buy off. I just wanted to see, I guess. Sure, Frank. Well, do we go in quietly? You'd be surprised, Johnny, how quiet. You better dial for an ambulance if you want me to go to the trial. What? You, you were good in that alley back of the theater tonight, Johnny, when I tried to knock you off. I. I followed you all night looking for my chance. You, you nicked me twice. Dial the doc. Quick, quick. Chief, where's... It hurts.
0: He died right there, without saying another word. The disposition of the case and what to do about Frank Porter, an insurance adjuster who goes bad, is a matter I don't have to handle. And I'm glad. Expense account, item 14, hotel and board in New York City, $79.30. Item 15, $84, legal fees and incidental expenses involved in locating the widow of Mike Cairns, who it seems is still alive somewhere in Iowa and will accept half the reward as promised. Item 16, $14 even, transportation back to Hartford. Expense account total, $265.91. Remarks, gee whiz. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
2: Now, here's our star, Bob Bailey, to tell you about next week's story. Thanks.
0: Next week, the story of a ship, the Molly Kay. Destination... Davy Jones' locker. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar is transcribed in Hollywood. Written by John Dawson, the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. Heard in this week's cast were Mary Jane Croft, Virginia Gregg, Marvin Miller, Forrest Lewis, Frank Gerstle, Herb Butterfield, Herb Ellis, Tony Barrett, Ken Christie, Jack Crucian, and Junius Matthews. Be sure to join us on Monday night, same time and station, for another exciting story of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Roy Rowan speaking.